0: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. Mm. Interesting. That's why you need Robert Half. Yep. I don't think that's a person. That's the company. Okay,
1: I was confused.
0: Yeah, their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI. Welcome. To connect businesses... (laughs) of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. See, at Robert Half, they know talent. I wish I had had Robert Half back in the day when I was hiring. No offense, Sona.
1: Oh, I feel like you did mean to offend me. (laughs)
0: Yes, you wouldn't be here if I had had Robert Half. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. (laughs) Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could.
2: And I feel honored about being
0: Conan O'Brien's friend. Well, first of all, take it. No, I'm, well, first of all, that's it's the second time today a guy has told me to take it. Um, uh, that's the level of joke we're doing here on this episode. Well, I guess one for two.
3: <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes. Walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can
4: tell that we are going to be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are going
0: to be friends. Hello and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Just chugging along now. Chug, you know? chug,
3: chug, chug, chug. Yep. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good sound effects. You should do that. <laughs> you should do that professionally for movies. Can you imagine watching a movie where it? A train starts to take off, and you go chug 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 chug, and it's a gritty, it's a gritty, no, it, it's train spotting. <laughs> it's these. <laughs> heroin addicts in Scotland, <laughs> and here comes the train. Chuck, 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 chuck. <laughs> uh, I would like that. Yeah, Sona, Obsession. Good to see you. Nice to see you too, Conan. And uh, Matt Gorley. Toot, toot. There you go in his little tugboat right there. Is unrealistic. Actually, that's kind of sounds what a tugboat is like. So you know, oh, yeah. yeah, it's hard to do a caricature of a tugboat because they really do go toot, toot. You know, there's really? no. It's hard to do a bad tugboat.
1: It's, I've never heard a tugboat.
0: Me either. Yeah. Well, I hang out by the docks, so. <laughs> that's how I made a living before I got, got going in show business. You
1: just hanging out at the docks? Is yeah, hanging out at the docks,
0: th- you make some money, if you know what I'm saying. I think some of you I out there know I'm what here. I'm talking okay. about. I don't oh. The year was 1985. Uh-huh. I was in New York, it was oh. before I came to LA, and I hung out at the docks. Ooh. Made $650,000 a year.
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. The docks is where it's at.
0: Yeah, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Let's no. just toot, say toot. I was a very, toot, toot. I was a very good looking young man, hanging out at the docks, mm. 650K. Hmm. So Jeez. anyway, that's, okay. yeah, that's uh, how I got started.
1: I still don't understand what the docks- are. I
0: was a male prostitute. <laughs> uh who also then quickly got into some hedge fund shit and that's how I earned this. I was gonna 50. say No, I lost is a lot. I lost money on the on the male prostitute.
1: Part.
3: <laughs>
0: you <lost laughs> you money? had to pay people? Yeah.
3: Weren't you just a John?
0: <laughs> yeah, but it it <laughs> got fucked up really quickly. <laughs> to refund people. Yeah. I was always doing stuff wrong and I didn't <laughs> understand. And then I would had pay oh. them. So I lost over $400,000 as a male (laughs) prostitute.
3: He was the only prostitute to do a buy one, get one free.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was, I didn't quite know. I didn't know how to dress either- Didn't you have a Groupon deal for a while? I tried that. I tried a lot of things. I I have to say, I wish I had researched male prostitution more before I got into it. How are you dressing? I didn't, do you really want to know? Yes. Yeah, and how are you going to research it? Well, I was sort of dressed like someone from Guys and Dolls. I had one of those big (laughs) theatrical, like, mob outfits from the 1940s. So I, I had gotten that because I, Got that at a store and they said that this was from a musical. <laughs> so I wore that and then I, people said it needs to be sexy. So I did cutouts were uh, sort of in different areas. Like you know? your butt? A little butt action. <laughs> but this, it was a very big floppy suit and um, It was a mistake, it was a mistake. And I had a big hat and I tried to do characters and stuff. I'd be like, hey you, she, you know, uh, you're pay me for sex, she, and I'll give you some sex, she. And so that.
3: uh, I got the cock right here, his name is Paul Revere. I got the cock right
0: here, his name is Paul Revere. And uh, it was a mistake.
1: Yeah. A mistake,
0: I lost a lot of money. Wow, but, how far you've come! Actually, no, I tried it again two weeks ago.
1: Oh, <laughs> did you go back to the docks?
0: Yeah, I went down to LA.
1: Oh, and there's mm-hmm. a big uh.
0: It's a big line. There's a big there's backup. There's a big
1: backup. That's yeah, what I was lots of to say. customers. And it's yeah. funny.
0: I dressed. I still had the old outfit from when I was uh, on the docks. Oh. In New York, so I put on my old outfit with the cutouts, the guys and dolls outfit just walked up and down the docks. And I was like, you got your cock right here. My name is Paul Rivet, And what's <laughs> was interesting is that people were in so, they were in such a bad mood because there's such a long jam up yeah. of shipping containers and ships trying to get into the docks because of COVID uh, packed with Christmas presents. But it actually cheered up the people, the, ca- the ship captains huh. who were really pissed about, Jam up. They really liked my musical numbers.
1: Well, see, when you first said you were going down to the dock where there was a backup, I thought you were the cause of the backup because people were trying to avoid coming to you. No,
0: no, there's a famous <laughs> They backup. wouldn't get off the ship. <laughs> they just
1: didn't want to get off the ship.
0: That is, I did get in trouble because <laughs> a bunch of people refused to unload. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of Toyotas that they refused to unload because uh, they were disturbed by this madman on the docks. <laughs> wearing a guys and doll outfit with the butt cut out, singing <laughs> parody songs from guys and dolls. When you see a guy and he's eating a pumpkin pie, then you know that he's doing it for some gal. So you're, um, the,
1: you're the cause of the backup at, at the porch. Well,
0: apparently, I didn't know this, but the jam, the big pileup pretty much ended the day before I got down to the docks, and then it jammed right up again. Because <laughs> ship captains were like, I am not docking while that asshole is out there. He's the worst <laughs> prostitute I've ever seen. I don't know why he's dressed that way. And so, um, a lot of kids will not be getting their Christmas presents this year
4: <laughs> because, of you. because oh, I man. was
0: doing um, <clears throat> bad, sexy guys and doll parodies down at the docks to try and meet a fella. Wow. And I, I'll take the heat for that. Yeah. I apologize if your kid does not wow. get their, you know, Spaceman, Spacely outfit this year.
4: I don't <laughs> even know what it. the toys are this year, so I made what? one up. That's not it. They're Captain is- Whiz- they don't get their it. Captain
0: Wizbang. Uh, that's that's my fault. <laughs> so my apologies to all your kids out there. Where's my Frisbee, Papa? Papa? Where's my wooden marionette?
3: Honey, your daddy's down at the dock trying to make some money for the family.
1: <laughs> he, I saw Dad go out the door wearing that cr- crazy outfit. Yeah, and I could see his butt when he went out the door. And I saw him on yeah. the news, and there's drone shots of there's ships avoiding shots. him. At yeah, the port. Sh-
0: yeah, ships won't even approach the port, and they're all jammed yes. together. Yes,
3: your dad is a very, very unsuccessful prostitute. So <laughs> we're moving.
0: We're moving now. Yeah. We're going to be living in that alley. <coughs> Um, all right, uh, that was Sona coughing off camera.
1: <coughs> Sorry. I was-
0: hey, uh, we have we have folks to talk to. And by folks, I don't mean plural. I mean folk, singular.
1: Yeah, there's one person.
0: Yeah, my guest today, a hilarious writer and actor who was a cast member on Saturday Night Live for eight seasons and created and starred in the Fox series, The Last Man on Earth. Damn, what a funny show. Now you can see him in the new Peacock series, MacGruber. I am thrilled. He's with us today. Will Forte, welcome. I'm honored that you're here. You are a hilarious guy. You've always been very nice to me, shared your talents uh, uh, with me uh, over the years, Uh, been very funny on the shows that I've done and uh, your work is hilarious. And that's all I had to say. I think we can wrap it up now. Thank you. Thank You've, you. you. You've gone through, I meant Wait, everything.
2: Wait, can I just, you mentioned coming on, on your show, mm-hmm. my mom still, I think her favorite thing that I've ever done is Ted Turner. Yes. On your show. Like, like doesn't matter that I was in a movie that was
0: nominated for a freaking
4: Oscar. <laughs> she loves Ted Turner and that's, she's
0: sticking with it. You know, it's funny, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, when I went to TBS in 2010, we thought, well, and we didn't think you'd be able to do it because you're really, you are a very busy guy and in demand and you oh, say, for a yeah. second, I thought you meant pull it off. You <laughs> think I could pull it off? <laughs> well, that was, we, there were two things. Keep going, I, we I stopped you. Early. No, no, we didn't think you'd have time. <laughs> and then the overwhelming consensus was you could never pull it off. No, <laughs> uh, no uh, we thought, well, we could ask. And so, and you were such a great, over the top, insane, Ted Turner oh, it was so much fun doing that because
2: <laughs> Matt O'Brien I think would
0: usually write them right yeah he, Yeah. Uh,
2: who? what a sweetheart of a guy too and I haven't I've lost touch with him a little bit you still keep
0: in touch with him uh, yeah he's in prison oh okay <laughs> yeah he went that to makes prison it easier to while. track him down yeah no I call him but you have to he, he has to call me first and we have to register the call and then it's uh, like you're getting a call from Matt O'Brien you yeah know, you know And uh, but uh, no he is doing great he's doing fine and yeah he's been the head writer on the show for many a year now. Yeah. And uh, no relation. Everyone, when they hear that I have a writer called Matt O'Brien thinks, oh, you hired your, you were forced to hire your cousin who wasn't super funny. And um, I like to let them believe that. But Matt O'Brien is no relation and very funny.
2: By the way, I think I worked with, I think it was your cousin- Jane O'Brien, or is that your sister? No, you work with my sister Jane in the ground. Jane race. is your sister. Yeah, I think it was on a sitcom. Like I think we yes. were punching up Chris Henchy's uh, yes sitcom years ago. Yeah, like,
0: I think my, that was it. Yeah, my sister uh, was doing, Was doing yes. I love my sister Jane. Shout out to Jane. Um, and she uh said that she worked with you once and had very nice things to say about oh, you. She was, it was, and then she realized she was talking about someone else. Um, <laughs> That's, Will Arnett. I'm yeah. sure. It it happened. was Will Arnett, and then I said, uh, and then it was Will Farrell, and then it was um, William Carlos Williams, the great writer. <laughs> uh, That's the craziest thing, is all
2: the time people will say Will Arnett. I guess it makes sense because we both have the name Will, but but we don't look anything alike, No voices, or- Do you get mistaken that, for Will Arnett? People, uh, yeah, and I think, that, I don't think it's just the name thing. I think they think that I'm him also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like like i think they somehow think there's some kind of facial similarity which no, which does not exist does not exist i think it's just cuz his name is will and we're in brother solomon together
0: uh there is so much to talk about i want to start with what's happening in your personal life you just got married and just, got you married. just had a baby
2: uh yes I did, we did the baby first we got engaged on christmas of 2000 oh must have been 2018 wait whatever a couple months later uh no it would have been 2018 cuz then did did uh, uh covid hit in uh march of 2019 yes, many
0: people think covid or- was the result of your engagement yes exactly <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's we- a that's a theory that's uh, out yeah. there yes is that you got engaged to celebrate you and your bride to be did some experiments with, exactly uh with viruses
2: yeah and ended up getting pregnant through those
0: experiments <laughs> and, um, yeah
2: so so
0: turd so wait she, so so you got and en- en- you you got engaged then got pregnant
2: yes we got engaged we're we're probably gonna do it the traditional way engaged married pregnant but then uh right as we we're about to start doing wedding planning uh lockdown occurred and and we uh just got clumsy with our our uh, family planning, and just you know, just I'm not going to call my baby a mistake, but it was just a <laughs> like an earlier. It was just earlier than she will never hear. No, no it's just earlier than we expected, uh-huh. and so we had this delightful baby, uh, February fifteenth, Zoe. And, Congratulations! Uh, she's Congrats. super cute. She's she's uh, about nine and a half months now, and. Uh, she's
0: lifting herself up. She loves to dance. You were talking to the right crowd because uh, Sona had twins five months ago.
1: Yep. And oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Matt Gorley had uh, a daughter two months ago? Yeah, October 1st. Oh, yeah. wow. So you must be just-
3: uh, I'm just just living death. <laughs>
0: She doesn't like
2: you're hanging in there. You look
0: pretty good. <sighs> he hasn't he feel can't like it. Yeah, he can't finish a sentence.
2: <laughs> oh, and wait, my. I you had twins five months ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean forget like forget about him then. No, fair five, enough. I mean, I know that that's that you know, you're you're out of the real thick of the uh, you know, up all night stuff But still, are still in it You're no, still in it's it It's
1: there Yeah, but we're, we're getting at it There's light at the end of the tunnel But yeah, it's uh. Can I just, just
2: always wonder like what, So the babies are constantly waking the other babies up, right? Yeah like
1: one
0: the, gets to sleep And then the other one starts making noise
1: Yeah other, It was fun You know, fun one way beginning. to go
0: And I pitched this to Sona Was separate them
4: Yeah, obvious them. That's obvious Yeah Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry, <laughs> what?
0: No, no, they should. The, uh, <sighs> If you have twins, it's impossible because one baby wakes the other up. So what you do is one baby goes and lives in a hotel, maybe in another city. Oh! And and, and then they're reunited later when they both have a regular sleep pattern, probably in their late teens or early 20s. (laughs) That's-
1: (laughs) Do you think that's a good idea? Okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, I thought you were saying hey, different trust rooms the and-
0: men on this one, okay? <laughs> we should have a podcast called Trust the Men on yes. This One, which is the most hated, wrong-headed podcast of all time. It's all women's issues stuff. Um, oh, trust no. me, trust me. Will and I know menstrual cycles. <laughs> yes. And we know what it feels like. So why don't you shut up sooner? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Have
1: a woman in the room that you tell to shut up to. Yeah, it. anytime you try
0: and start to intervene about a woman's issue. We go, Sona, Sona. (laughs) Will and I got it.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's worse. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we make the close it, close it.
4: Just, just, <laughs> oh no. So, uh,
0: uh, wait, so fraternal or identical?
4: Fraternal.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: awesome.
4: Two it's Boy and girl then?
1: Two boys. Okay.
0: And it's funny, they both, they're adorable kids, but they both look, they're at that stage, uh, Sona and I were looking at pictures of them just before the podcast started, and they're at that stage where they both look like very tired, older, failed businessmen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like me. They've got
0: comb-overs, and they look kind of, they're sitting up, yeah. and they're wearing little, outfits, but they've got this schlump that looks like, oh, I lost it all on the dry cleaning business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 62. It's too late to start again. I've lost my hair. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: so it's two little Willy Lomans. It's yeah. great.
2: Our, our little girl is just a delight all the time. She's, uh, I t- told you, she's dancing all the time. It's Aww. the most fun. She's right on the verge of walking, so that's, that's a little nerve-wracking because we haven't done baby-proofing because we've been kind of traveling around a little bit, but but we're 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 having somebody come over to tell us what we're
0: doing wrong. Andy Richter had the best phrase when uh, his son uh, will was born, and when he would first learn to walk, I asked Andy what it's like, and he said, it's high stakes boredom. <laughs> meaning at any you're bored because not much is happening. But at any second, the kid could dash through the gate into a, onto an oncoming traffic and be destroyed. <laughs> and so he said, there's, it's this weird mix of absolute ennui and boredom, and then the occasional suggestion that the worst thing in the world could happen because this kid can move. And I thought, high stakes boredom, that's a great yeah, description. That's a really, really good description.
2: Uh, so on top of the normal fatigue... Uh, there's also, we, we did this, uh, prolon diet, you know, for God's sake, I've done that. Yeah. Oh, it's, we, we've done it a bunch, but we decided that, but sometimes we do it separately and we decided after Thanksgiving, let's just do it together, do it as a couple and then we've made a bunch of. Uh, it's not a great week to be doing it because I'm doing a bunch of press stuff for no, we're it's coming no. It's,
0: it's a terrible week to do it uh, Getting because my booster shot also. Yeah, no. Which is tough. Let me explain to anyone who doesn't know the Prolon diet, uh, and and I don't want to get in trouble from the Prolon people because I'm sure it. I'm sure it's great but, uh, and does great things for you. But my wife and I, uh, that's that's my ringing endorsement of Prolon, but it's tough. My wife and I did it and you basically, uh, you're given like a little bit of ground powder to have yeah. for the day. And that's kind of what you can have. And then maybe if you're really good, you get half an almond. And um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a school of thought that it boosts and re-energizes your cells. And, and I'm sure I'm misrepresenting it. And again, Prolon, I apologize, but we did it towards the end it wasn't that i was even hungry but i had gone into this state that i guess people go to when they start to die <laughs> <laughs> where i could smell colors i could like see something blue but i i could smell colors and i could travel through time i could levitate things um, what's that that uh, thing that gets
2: produced by your body when you die? Isn't Wait, produced by like, your body when you die? There, there's some kind of they they say that that's what you know the the euphoric.
1: DM, someone's someone saying DMT. I'm looking. Yes, yeah, looking is that stuff. it? Oh, yeah,
2: but isn't it like the the thing oh. which which what, what are there, you talking about? What do you your, mean? Your I didn't know our body-, body produces this thing and that's kind of what what some people explain as and I could oh, be getting this cool. totally wrong as the you know the looking back on all your stuff. It's like a a major drug trip so all that floating above yourself. Some people explain as just the DMT kicking in and your oh. body saying like okay, I'm going to give you a little something to make this shitty thing better for you,
0: but I forget, it's I like- My interpretation is that it's proof that there is an afterlife. Okay. Okay? And any suggestion otherwise is offensive to me. I want there to be an afterlife. Excuse me, I'm not done. So your whole DMT, the body releases a chemical that makes you feel like, no, you are floating above your body and you are preparing to rise into the afterlife where you'll be seated at the right hand of the father <laughs> to judge the living and the dead. I agree with you, I agree
4: with
0: you. And by the way, I probably got got DMT completely wrong and it might not even be DMT. No, my reading of it was, it was DTF. Oh, That as you're dying, you are down to fuck. And that's why, yeah, uh, that's why a lot of people, I mean, famously George Washington, as he was dying, in 1799 in Mount Vernon, just towards the very end, started to shout for Martha, because he said, I am DTF, I am DTF. (laughs) But of course he didn't have his wooden teeth in, so he's going, (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and they had to, uh, no one could understand what he was George. saying. George, George, <laughs> uh, that I just went down one of those internet rabbit hole
2: things where they showed what historical figures would would look like today, and he's always the very first one. They showed George Washington like in a you know a so like a military uniform from you know. 2020. Yeah, yeah, his hair is spiffed up, and you know he's—he's he's probably some, got his teeth fixed. Yeah, he's got you know Fizzaline <laughs> or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> little, because I know you studied history uh, in in college, as yes. did I. Um, so I don't know if you continue to be a history buff, but famously, I love this little fact. They they try to hide it in most portraits, and then there's a couple where they're factual about it. But George Washington was quite pear shaped. <laughs> He had a big ass, yeah, and (laughs) wide hips. And um, contemporary accounts uh, (laughs) make that quite clear. And so there's a couple of portraits of, I mean, a lot of people make him like super lean and cool looking and it's like, yeah, he was, apparently he was a great athlete. He was very tall for his time. That does not line
2: up with what my view of George Washington from from Hamilton either.
0: Right, no, (laughs) he had a fat ass. He was a big pear-shaped guy. Roomy in the hips, yeah. he had birth in hips. Yes. Uh, George Washington. Um, listen, I feel, Will, and I blame this mostly on you for having a scattered mind. I had a real agenda talking to you because I am an admirer and I am a fan. And Shut up. Uh, Seriously, I, I I really am. I, and and yeah. also we have some things in common, which is you kind of started out as a comedy writer. Yes. That always intrigues me because I started out, at, you know, comedy writing and uh, when I, you know, transitioned into uh, hosting uh, the late night show, I remembered encountering people that were like, you can't do this, you're a writer. And I said, well, you know, there are people that like to do
2: both. We had the exact same experience, but at the same time, kind of the exact opposite experience because I was writing at Letterman at a late, late show Mm -hmm. and then got to perform at SNL, you were writing at SNL and then got to perform on a late show. So it was very scary for me writing for the late show. So I I totally agree with that. And then when I got to SNL, you at least a lot of things are out of your control, but you got to, when you got a sketch on, you got to control the sketch. So so I totally agree with you, but it's just interesting that we both, we were at the same places in slightly different uh, functions. Yeah. After my third season, Lauren was you know it was it was the post will Farrell era of mm-hmm. SNL and there was what still, year, what year I mean, is this this would have been uh, I started fall of 2002 so this mm-hmm. would have been the you know summer of 2005, 2005 like that, I guess yeah. or uh, and and he was you know just trying to figure out what the you know it just the the cast hadn't yet, Found that next group, you know. Yeah. It seemed like it was a ton of incredibly talented people, but the cast was really big, and and so so I, I was literally the last person that they asked back. That you know, everybody I had to wait for months to hear about it. And when when he finally said I, he was bringing me back, he told me that that he thought that I was just using too much writer brain. Yeah, and yeah. and and I fought it a little bit, but I totally agree. Like you, I would I would come in and I would feel very comfortable and confident doing stuff that I had written. But then when I was doing other people's sketches, all I could think about was, oh, am I doing it the way that they would want me to do it? Like I would remember when I would write something for somebody, if they weren't doing it the way it was in my head, how disappointed I was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, judging them and oh you should have said this like this oh it was a that not of this right and that really helped me kind of get over that and i just started saying f it you know in other people's sketches and kind of trying to take appropriate ownership of things and right. and just you know make it more of a collaboration than, oh, I'm going to see this person's idea. Well, it's, it's, it's not those... in any way trying to take credit for somebody's right. thing, but just like trying to, sometimes the best thing for a sketch is to make it your own a little bit. Bless you. Pre- <laughs> Pre- bless. 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 They'll let, let it out bless. my sneezing,
0: but that is pure Corona. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, oh my god. So oh no. It's, really spread. Spread. That it's was taken a very <laughs> fast spread. Oh man. That is a fast spread in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm not there. there. I'm fine. Get over here. No way. Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh?
1: I don't know.
0: Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa
1: treatment? Where?
0: Well, you live there, California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So we, Sona, you are a lifelong California resident.
1: I'm a lifer. I love this place. This
0: is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool.
2: first time I came on your show, Mm -hmm. which
0: would have been probably 2010 or – Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I thought you meant it's Ted Turner. In 2004, when you came on as a cast member on SNL. The very
2: first time, I was terrified. When people would go do your show or anybody's show, I would – it just made me so nervous to even watch people. I just hated thinking about going on because it's like I didn't know yet. Oh, what's my – what, what what will I do on there? Will I be fun to watch? You know, it's just you're, yeah, you, you get in your head, you know, you go on and you're kind of a version of yourself, but kind of not like mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there in this weird way that, that before you do it ever, it's scary. So I had all these kind of fun stories and fun things to talk about. And I remember the days before I just memorized to the word every little thing i was going right, to say right. you know and and i th- think it went well it was but it was
0: measured, and there was famously, no room for play. It's famously one of our worst episodes. Yes, no, exactly, but you good tartly, for me. You totally shit the bed. <laughs> no, you, you uh, You think it went well. Yes. But you wept through most of it. It could have gone worse, <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a gun, it could have gone worse. <laughs> no, uh, I honestly, <laughs> I'm sure it went great. But then, uh, but
2: then years later, you you know, you get, you've done you it know, enough times, and you don't plan it as much, and it always is something that you don't even think it's about it. It's not a story that you're prepared to tell. It's just dumb little things because you're in the moment
0: that But also come out. what you're not taking into account is that it's a two-way street. I think sometimes they put this pressure or this judgment on talk show guests, which isn't fair because if they're new and you don't know them, uh, who introduces someone to a party <laughs> you know that yeah. you're having and says, hey, here's a new, this is Chip Whitley, our guest no one's met. Chip, tell an <laughs> anecdote. Uh, Hi, everybody. So I went to 7 Eleven to get a Slim Jim, and here's the thing that happened. (laughs) That thing's going to, that
2: story's going to bomb. It can't work. Well, I would, the thing that would always put me to ease is I just thought back to, just thinking back to all of the guests that, you know, many of them horrendous and boring. And, you know, and then there are people like, like, you know, Norm MacDonald who was the best of all time and, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, th- th- those people who are just always fun to watch, but most people are kind of boring. And I know, I don't remember people being boring, you know, and I think that's the way that most people are. They're like, Oh, if somebody's boring, they don't, you know, they don't go like, Oh, that's the, I'm never going to uh, ever watch something that person's then again. You no, know,
0: th- no one's judging you as much as you think they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, nobody, nobody cares. Well, that's a terrible. They care in the positive <laughs> way, or if you say something super offensive. You just or... had a child, and now I see that you're going to tell your child throughout its life. And remember, don't nobody just slide
2: by. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody. Cares. That's exactly what I'm telling
0: you. Yeah, is that's what I'm. What's gonna... the earliest you can tattoo something on a baby?
1: Like <laughs> mean, day two.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
4: just tattoo. <laughs> why? Nobody. Why
0: not day one?
1: That's a good. Because they're. I don't know. Because it's still really fresh. I, be, I bet yeah.
2: you anything that you could get in there in.
0: Utero? Vitro. in vitro
4: oh. in utero in utero
0: in yeah. utero yeah you're right in vitro that's
4: um it. and just tattoo
0: who cares on a fetus <laughs> as it's growing? I mean the,
2: the guy that who delivered our baby who was awesome whose name was Dr. Rad mm-hmm. was <laughs> Dr. Rad oh, his name was awesome. truly Dr. Rad and he was great he was rad he was talking about um just uh, b- was something he was interested in was doing
0: was surgeries in the in the womb. Like, yeah. like while you know, the, the while the while the child is in the mother's yeah. womb doing surgery, I'm yeah. sure that's gonna get become more advanced.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, But but I mean it's it's just amazing what you know what they can do and and uh it, it's just it's crazy. I think yeah, uh, so they could definitely
0: do tattoos yeah. In for the sure. <laughs> yeah. Um well it's just that's my idea. I want a piece of that. If Let's do it. Know, um, <laughs> it's going together. Our, our women's, in vitro, women's advice and yeah, tattoo. Uh, no, I'm sorry. In utero uh, tattoos for your baby. Yeah. Things like, uh, and then if you have something. We can call it IUT. Yeah. And then if, <laughs> <laughs> and then if you have a, a slogan that you really believe in, that you're sure is the right slogan for your child, you could, a tattoo, uh, nothing really matters, nobody really cares on their forearm. And, if, and by the way, I just have the perfect, uh slogan yeah. that's an that's an cutie
4: that's an iuty cutie
0: how do you throw someone off a podcast how do you do it is there an eject I'm like seat? a friggin podcast barnacle I am not going <laughs> anywhere so uh so you're you're performing you're you're on SNL and then we have to talk about Magruber and I know that you've got uh this new Magruber series on Peacock I am very excited because I have to tell you I think uh MacGruber was hilarious and then the Magruber movie that you made really really makes me laugh and when i knew i'd be talking to you i just went online just to revisit some of the clips and the comments so insanely over the top nice about MacGruber. oh really oh, oh that's no no seriously like, <laughs> oh no, no no i know i know but but i'm 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 assuring you that everyone's saying this is one of my favorite funny movies there's so much love out there for Magruber. Uh I don't know if yes. you're aware of that, but uh I really attribute a lot of it to your commitment to that character, which is Oh, thank you. 140% commitment to this idiot. That's, <laughs> well, don't you think that's true son? It's like oh this sin- yeah. it's the sincerity and Matt, feel free to weigh in on this. Bits. Like, I don't know, just that Magruber and and I believe this is actually the secret sauce that a lot of people can't pull off, but the thing that makes all of uh, this kind of comedy work is that this person, McGruber, completely believes. So you, the way that you're willing to just debase yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
2: very much for saying that. That's very nice of you. There's a high degree of idiocy already in my own personality so i i just kind of grab onto that mm-hmm. right <laughs> so it makes it way easier to commit to that character but he, he McGruber is a horrendous person basically but but
4: <laughs> but
2: it does feel like there are elements of my personality in the character mm-hmm. which is scary to say but it's like a nicer version of McGruber but but wrong a lot and a little too confident at times but also very shy i don't know yeah It's hard to say but it's it's uh it's you know it's it's been an exciting time because 2010 this movie came out and bombed and you know so so getting a chance to do this show was kind of the first kind of tangible proof to my parents <laughs> and and people who just thought I we were you know made this disgusting movie and then nobody saw it they're like serves you right for all the swearing and I mean, is that what parents, your
0: parents, is that what your parents. No, they're great. They're very supportive, but, but well, they, they, really they, don't, they really don't sound it. I'm sorry. I gotta, <laughs> let's
2: get into this. I'm your therapist but I mean, now. she, my mom lost friends, like, definitely lost a couple friends from telling them to go see MacGruber. And so.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Is yeah. that true? Oh yeah. So yeah, your, yeah. so your mother told people, Oh, you should go see my son's movie. They went. And then of course you get on your knees and offer uh, Ryan Phillippe a blow job. Um, uh, if he'll team up with you and then I- I'll offer up your naked ass to him uh, in an effort to enlist his support while crying uh, and <laughs> this was a different decade, you know? <laughs> People are... Um, Can you believe that that used to be considered... <laughs> there was a time when that was considered over the line? <laughs> no, but, it, you know, it's it's
2: it's it's just really nice because we. it's just been a very nice experience. There are all, all these, you know, Yorma, John, Ryan, Kristen, everyone who made that movie in 2009, which came out in 2010 uh we're all good friends we had such a good experience we were proud of the movie and when when it, it's hard to not let the box office failure uh get in there and cloud your vision of it but, but pretty early on we we said you know what screw it we're proud of this and you know one day we'll we'll get back and write. We just had so much fun. We decided even if we have to make it on an iPhone, we're going to do a different – there will be another incarnation of some kind of magruber Sure. And, you know, after 10 years, it's just fun to see that so, it's come back around. And, and what
0: I understand is that you are um, picking it up and it has been 10 years, yes. right? Yeah. So we're picking up on Magruber It's 10 years later when, when we see him. So everything lines yeah. up.
2: Yes. I am – In prison Mm -hmm. for the death of Val Kilmer's character, Dieter von Kuntz, for a couple legal, you know, and – by the and way, then you, I, I get out. To, to, <laughs> I'm asked to perform a suicide mission, uh-huh. so I am let out of prison. But on the, you know, basically, I I get out to die, and then we see how the other characters have lives
0: uh, are changed. Was Val Kilmer fun to work with back in the day? Awesome.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever uh, talked to you about this, but he, a couple, probably two years after uh, we made McGruber, he had he was going to sell his house in new mexico and he was living in a rental property in malibu but mm-hmm. was gonna find another place in malibu so he said hey is it okay if i stay with you for a couple days until mm-hmm. i get this new place like, can i, I crash th- with you yeah. yeah and so i thought that this was gonna be you know two days but on the on the second day his assistant came over with like two huge uh, duffel bags filled with uh, books. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is not a two-day deal. <laughs> so Unless he's a speed reader. For you know two, two and a half months. No li- <laughs> two he, and a half months? Yeah, we stay we were roomies. And uh and I he was I doing this. Mark Twain, like he was putting together the very first Mark Twain, which he did in North Dakota, Bismarck, North Dakota. And I went to do you know Rodney Rothman? No, I don't think so. He's he's a writer. He worked at uh uh, Letterman and he's he's done a I may have things. met him, I
0: but I I I I don't know him. Oscar
2: win, winner for uh, Spider Man into the uh, Spider Verse,
0: awesome dude. Anyway, he was getting married. Well, now I'm now you've now In, I'm self conscious that I don't know him. Um, now I feel like get to know him, call him up. It's too have late. Dinner on it's <laughs> too, he's too big. He's too big now. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way I'm ever going to get to this Rothman guy, and no. uh, and the fact that he never tried to contact me means I didn't make the grade with him. <laughs> That's how my mind works. So check your, screw uh, you, man. Check your spam uh, email. Maybe he's been (laughs) reaching out. Um, There's a, there's an email here from this guy from 2006. It says, let's get together. I have an Oscar winning idea for you.
2: So I went from his wedding to, to, uh, from Rodney's wedding to see Val's very first performance of that Mark Twain show in Bismarck. And it was one of the the, the show that you saw and that I saw later, because I saw pretty much every incarnation of it, was just this tight, incredible show. But in Bismarck, he was just rambling for a couple hours, which was amazing. His, his Mark Twain was insanely good, but he was just like, oh, I'm going to just do a bunch of this material, see what's hitting, what's yep. not. And so it was just way less form, still amazing and fun to see it as it was really fun to see how his creative process worked to see how he kind of boiled it down over the years. But the first little bit of it, you know, I'd be walking into the kit. I'd come home at, at night, the lights would be down and then I'd see a little glow coming from the bedroom, which he was staying in. And I'd, you know, say hello. Anybody in there? And he would he would be watching Thirty Rock with a little headlamp. For some reason, he had a
4: head, <laughs> like a miner's
0: a miner's headlamp. <laughs> well, actually, that's how we all watch Thirty Rock. I would always put on a 1930s miner's helmet yeah. and click on the light when I would watch the Thirty Rock. I don't know why. Oh, here's one more thing I'll say about the Val
2: staying with me. I I was at the time watching a lot of Amazing Race and really got into that show. It was so much fun. At some point, Val came in and said, what are you, what, your mind is mush. You watch these reality shows. And I said, you should sit down and watch it. It's pretty fun. So he watched it with me and liked it. And then we made the steps to try to see if
0: he and I could go on Amazing Race. <laughs> you team. and Val <laughs> Kilmer. Oh, I yeah, love this. God. So <laughs> Will Forte and Val Kilmer. And you know what would have been great? Yeah. If, if you had done Amazing Race with Val Kilmer and he had done it as Mark Twain. (laughs) Can you imagine you running through the streets of Barcelona, Val Kilmer as Twain, and he's committed to the character of Twain? And you guys are trying to get to the train station and you're running with your backpacks? That's fantastic. <laughs> to the Twain station, you mean? Okay. Oh, you know, is there a way to eject someone from a podcast? <laughs>
3: no, but there's a way to move that article. little sound bite up to the front.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it put so, a big echo on it. Uh, but it did not get, both of our agents were like, You're not doing that. Which I I kind of that's one of the few decisions. I I really trust my my agents and managers, but that's the
0: one that got away, I think. You know for both of us. Here's the thing I'll say. I'm constantly having those thoughts that wouldn't it be fun to do this completely random thing and just show up. Just show up in a completely random context. Yeah. By the way, is
1: Amazing Race still on?
0: It's not too late.
1: I think it is.
0: Is it, is it still on? I think so. Uh Mac is looking at uh, it right yeah. now. Jen's
1: saying yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, but the fact that you have to ask means nobody's watching it.
4: Well,
1: mm-hmm. I've, I, I just had a
2: baby, so I, you know, it's been, uh, it's been, I just am, I don't have my finger on the pulse. I'm
0: also 51, so. Yeah, um, it's over at 51. Yeah. But then it comes back <laughs> later, trust me. Oh, it does. It was over for me at 51, and then in, man, I, I really. You can't be too much older than 51. That's really nice of you to say. Are you,
2: 51 and a half?
0: No, I'm 79 <laughs> years old.
2: 79? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was wounded in the Korean War. What? Yeah, I fought hard and uh, I'm very old.
4: hard. <laughs> you hide the
0: pain well. I you did hide well, the, I'm highly medicated. Yeah. No, I voted don't for- don't hide that well. I voted for Eisenhower. I was oh, able, you did? I was old enough to vote for Eisenhower in his first run at the presidency. So that's how old I am, 1952. You got it done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Ike. Uh, <laughs> then I want to mention uh, Last Man on Earth because I absolutely love that show. Oh, thank you. And um, And it's so funny because you made that show, obviously, a number of years ago. Things move so quickly now that I still think of Last Man on Earth as this kind of new show. But when that show first showed up, I loved it. I loved uh, how craven your character was. And- um, It basically
2: is just MacGruber who can't swear. <laughs> I mean, it, it basically. <laughs> but when, <laughs> when,
0: you, <laughs> when you commit to Kristen Shawl, when you two, the two commit to each other, and then seconds later, because you were you the two last people on earth, and then uh, seconds later, you uh, run into
1: January Jones.
0: Jones. You behave so badly. You handle it so poorly. (laughs) I'm a horrible person. You're a a terrible person. I mean, really, just a terrible, terrible person. Um, I really love that show. And now we've just gone through two years of COVID and it's so strange because if I recall correctly, Last Man on Earth begins with the virus hit and I forget what year you had the virus hit. I mean,
2: I think it's 2020 or 2019. Yeah. It, yeah. it was oddly. I think you, I think you predicted right
0: that a big virus hits right around the time, a few years later, the coronavirus did hit. Yeah. And all of us who, you know, anyone listening right now who's lived through the last two years, when coronavirus first rolled around, you know, we all had those weird thoughts of where is this going to go? And yeah. and a lot of us had thoughts about living in like a post-apocalyptic world. And you had done a show about it—a really funny show, and by the way. The, oh, thank you.
2: The, it's we were taking so many guesses. Like you know, I remember I think it was during the Kristen Wig episode where where she, it was just her. We had some flashbacks to the way people were behaving because um, most of the time it was just post the world dying, and so it was you know we we all were immune. The the Seven of us, eight of us, who were um, survivors, and so we, you know, we wouldn't wear masks and stuff. But you, when we flashed back to to uh, early stuff, like with, with when we introduced uh, Wiggs' character, you, mm-hmm. we had people wearing masks, and that was just Guessing. guesses, and a lot of them were oddly close to how it was portrayed. there was she, she went um, shopping. Or, or was at a at a store in homemade PPE mm-hmm. essentially which which looked pretty similar in the you know in the early days of covid when yeah. when there was a huge shortage of, of of PPE it was it was like this kind of like looked like a clutter of garbage bags taped around people Yeah what to people were really them. doing and that's kind of what what she and Laura Dern had done in that
0: scene There's a um moment in the movie, The Big Short, where Brad Pitt's character, who's supposed to be an eccentric, uh, is uh, showing up at the airport to meet with some of the other characters. And Brad Pitt's characters, they're meeting him, they're waiting for him at the airport. And then he starts to come down an escalator. And Brad Pitt's character is wearing a mask because he's uh, taken a flight and he's walking through an airport. Only this is 2008 or something. Uh, 2007. I don't, I don't, I can't remember what year it is, but he's coming down the escalator. And when that movie came out, that was supposed to indicate what an oddball he is. Yeah. That's the moment where you think, well, that guy's weird. <laughs> the two characters at these meeting kind of look at each other like, oh, what are we dealing with here? <laughs> yeah. And anyone who sees that now is not going to get the joke. Yeah. Because who doesn't wear a mask in an airport? That'll, that'll never play the same way again. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if we'll ever, not wear a mask. I think everything's a pendulum swing, and so we're going to go way too far in the other direction. And no. licking things in public is going to become like a fad. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. We're going to go way too far. Oh, wow, Ruth. That just made me think of when the uh, – I don't
2: remember. Some Instagrammer in, – influencer, I guess mm-hmm. is the – remember when there was a woman who licked a toilet seat oh. to, no. and got COVID yeah, from it?
1: I remember that.
2: Or
0: got COVID somehow, but just, <laughs> it happened to be really... Well, before COVID, I think a lot of us she, licked yeah. toilet seats. Let's, yeah, it took and the then, fun... W- but then Fauci said,
1: you know... Don't do that.
0: Yeah, don't do that. And we stopped limiting our toilet seat lick freedom.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> see what they've done to us? Do you uh, see what they've done to us? I will press it. It's not right. Well, I'm really happy for you because um, I'm you. very happy that you are married and have a... a a daughter? Little daughter. Little daughter. Yeah. That's really nice. And you came in wearing socks with your daughter's face yeah. on them. Yeah. The disturbing thing is you bought them off the rack yeah. at Walmart <laughs> yeah. because you're marketing socks with your daughter's face on yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You creep. <laughs> I, make, I think it's a terrible very way. little money. I don't even care. Just any Penny I can get out of that <laughs>
4: penny, penny. Is
0: that really I'm something? Bringing it out of me. Well, clearly you're not doing, there are people <laughs> listening right now thinking, what, he did? No, I. Uh, you clearly had those. That's a thing you can do uh, is but, have. My wife, one of, I don't know how this happened, but at some point,
2: uh, socks became my favorite gift of anything, this was three or four years ago, and it didn't even have to be personalized socks. It could just be weird, soft socks. I just love, you know, you're always wearing them. It's like, get a comfy mattress,
0: have a nice pair of
2: socks. You know what's a a really good sock?
0: What? Bombas. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm hoping to monetize this retroactively. Uh, I'm going to call them up and say, hey, I I mentioned you guys, can I have some money? And I mentioned you too, because I love Bombas (laughs) as well. (laughs) No, but they did send, uh, you know, before we did an ad for them, they said, hey, Conan, would you do an ad for this? And, And they sent me like three pairs of Bombas socks and I put them on and um, immediately orgasmed. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Which yep. is, uh, is that a problem?
3: No, but uh. I, I, I just think that you lost your sponsorship probably.
0: <laughs> well, for Bombas maybe, but yeah. you now for an orgasm towel, <laughs> you know, <you'd> probably. <laughs> oh, and yeah. by the way, for every orgasm towel that Bombas uh, sells, they donate one.
1: Oh, that's uh, nice. <laughs> to a
0: really good charity. So, I just want to make sure that that's oh, out there. Uh, yeah, I just ruined a Terrific corporate relationship. <laughs> but it is a great sock, is a very good sock. Yeah. A lot of thought goes into this. And if you're a sock fan, as am I, Bombus is your sock. my oh,
2: friend. Oh, by the way, by the way, just uh, to throw this out there, since we're talking about Bombus and you know mentioning just as a joke getting free socks, which mm-hmm. Bombus we don't we don't need that. I, I one thing that I really that's on my Christmas list is a drone. So, are there any good Ooh. drones out there that you would suggest
0: to that maybe somebody, if we oh if you spoke free, highly of
2: them, we if you would wanted a free a drone, if you
0: wanted a free drone, um, yeah. I think the military probably makes the best. Drone. Oh, U.S. military. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, So just let's. say Hey, I our, love the military. They're love the military. I love every branch crazy. of the military. I do
3: too. There's some orgasm drones out here too. If you like you're interested.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, you can send a drone. It will. We it senses clean when up the- it senses when someone's having an orgasm, drone. and it immediately goes to that area and gets aerial footage. <laughs> um, my son would know because he like built a drone. Out of, what? Yeah, my son is into that stuff. And he, oh, that's amazing! Yeah, I mean, he ordered parts, and but he was very industrious. And I heard a lot of banging and clanging in the garage for about a month. And then he came out with a very impressive drone and he makes it do aerial stunts. He's like uh, the John Denver of drone building. <laughs> well, gee, I <laughs> so wish- Watch out. I just wish you hadn't now brought that up. I'd, yeah, I, I mean, that's seen. terrible. John Denver. No. Wait, uh, he built his own plane, Right. Uh, I think he, John Denver he, he bought a kit plane, yeah, okay, and then bought it, and then famously was was killed in it. Um, I feel
2: uh, very bad for bringing that up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I wish you hadn't. My son is going to be safe because he flies responsibly. This drone, he doesn't get in it and drive. I think that <laughs> okay. was John Denver's mistake. <laughs> yeah, is he basically built a drone and then got in it and flew yeah. around in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my son is not in or on the drone at any point, okay. so he'll okay. be safe. Okay, um, yeah. Um, you're not coming back. <laughs> Wonder- I that was my plan. No, I see yeah. you wrote it on your hand. This was like the <laughs> Compare the- Conan's son to John Denver. <laughs> 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 That'll be your <laughs> swan song. <laughs> uh, no, I am very happy for you. And I'm looking forward to checking out uh McGruber. I'm I'm really glad that you've you've brought him back because oh, he you. is a uh, He's a great character and and I I do think that we live in a world now where you can keep you clearly can do all kinds of projects but the fact that you can occasionally bring Magruber back and we can see it, what he's doing now is really uh it's that's a nice creative space to be in. We've we've thought we you know we've done it as a sketch
2: now and a it was we got to do a Super Bowl commercial mm-hmm. and now uh, uh and then a movie and a TV show so we thought Maybe maybe we have a, a crack at an animated version, a musical, <laughs> musical. Broadway.
0: Get me into the musical. Yeah. Oh my god. Magruba. Yes, for sure. You know, uh <laughs> that's all I got so far. We'll <laughs> have to do the rest. Magruba. Um I'll By the way,
2: I wanna say a sincere apology
0: to the family of John
2: Denver. That was now I feel bad for even oh. bringing up his uh his uh his memory in a in a um, well, he- In a joking way, like, that's a, a painful for somebody. And I go like, oh, you know, you get older and you go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Okay. That's keep it fair. in the show,
0: please. <laughs> yeah, no, we will. We'll but keep it in. Also, um,
2: and cut the apology.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and add huge howls of laughter. No, uh, shout out to the John Denver family, apologies. But, um, yeah. you know, but uh, still his music lives on. Uh, yeah. There you go.
4: Wow, you're trying to be
1: sincere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so painful for you. <laughs> uh,
0: did the best I could. Uh, Will Forte, you are a uh, you were an excellent fellow. You're an excellent fellow. You really uh, and and I was uh so happy that you could come in today and chat. Oh, thank you for having me. I love seeing you. It's I you know, it,
2: you were the first show that I ever got to be on and it was a
0: magical experience that oh, cool. I'll never I'm forget. Glad. Yeah. I'm going to look up your episode now when I go yeah. home. That's all I do when in my spare time is watch old clips of me. <laughs> I put on a tattered wedding dress and I watch old clips of me from the nineties. Oh And I have mascara run down my eyes as I cry. <laughs> um, all right, Will Forte, I bow to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't
1: I know it.
0: But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now.
1: Okay. CarShield. Mm.
0: CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe, that's my belief, some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield.
1: I do, and you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in.
0: You know, maybe. and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit CarShield.com/conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's CarShield.com/conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I
1: know, I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay.
0: With NetSuite- You reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people, no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. Suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis. NetSuite.com Slash Conan.
3: You know, on the episode with Ellie Kemper in the introduction, we got into a discussion about you trying out being a real cool guy, and you gave it a a solid try. And Sona and I came at you with some, I don't know, some historical facts that we got wrong just to see if you could let it slide off your back or you had to correct us. And we thought maybe we'll give it another shot because you were almost
0: there. Maybe you're on your way to being a cool guy. I don't know why you... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's me. I am this guy. My guys just doesn't give a shit, really. Um, I don't know. Never. uh, Ah, women always really like me because I'm never not like invested in the relationship. I Don't really give a shit. Really?
3: So if I told you that uh, George Harrison played a guitar made by Toyota, that'd be cool.
0: Ah, you know. Yeah, it's not my business. With guitar, George Harrison. I mean, he played Impressive. mostly played a Gretsch. Oh, well, why are you why are you correcting me if, <laughs> it, if it doesn't? The guitar he play. played in the Cavern was a Gretsch Duo Jet. It was a black but, Gretsch Duo Jet, and then he switched to Rickenbacker.
3: But when he was in Frankfurt and string. played in the um, Mouse Cellar, he played a Toyota guitar.
0: Okay, you know he was on the. They were in Hamburg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, in Hamburg Conan. A, no, I'm sorry. Take it back.
0: Um, You're
1: cool. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Whatever. You don't care. Whoever he, he played. Yeah. You I don't care. Be, you don't I'm care. Not, what am I? Some kind of nerd? Yeah. Who <laughs> cares about? What are they, What even group was he in? Was he in the? Yeah. <laughs>
1: or we could criticize. Like, okay, keep being cool, and I'll be like, oh yeah, and the Beatles are overrated.
0: I don't know, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I think they fucking change the whole ball game (laughs) musically they they covered more fucking genres they're hard to Rolling Stones pretty much just did rhythm and blues that's three chords but they Mm. on their first album they're using more chords than.
1: no don't talk about chordism don't say chordism cool people don't say chordism
0: yeah man it's not that cool what pop group uses like a like a chord from a Glenn Miller tune in one of their biggest hits
3: who's Glenn Miller man
0: was the King of Swing, tragically mm-hmm. died in 1944.
1: No, don't do dates. Don't he was do dates.
0: crossing the English Channel. <laughs> he was entertaining the troops.
1: Come on,
4: man. It's
0: was theorized that maybe he died when accidentally another plane was... Unloading its bombs yeah. after a run, and it probably hit his smaller plane. Yeah,
4: no, this cool hey, guy sucks.
3: Some some of those cool greasers over there are talking about how much you love portals in Marvel. Movies. No, I fucking hate portals. <laughs> <laughs> portals, man. I
0: don't know. It's not a big deal. I don't know. I just like to. Oh,
3: so you're cool with them?
0: I don't know. So I'm lazy writer trope. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of something to do, so look, <laughs> space opened up in space. Huh. and uh, anything can happen and anything will happen because we're lazy writers for Marvel. Hmm. So, oh. but whatever. I don't know. It's not a big deal to me. I sleep uh-huh. with someone. I fucking uh, move on, you know? If she catches feelings, that's whatever. That's you her hit deal. Hit it and quit it. Hit it, quit it, and then go... Play Quidditch? Play Kidditch. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like Kidditch? I think, <laughs> just hold on. Just before you ask more questions, I sure like, I know it's like Cool people don't give much effort (laughs) to talking or making a point or something. And sometimes cool people don't even like enunciate, you know? (laughs) It's like uh, yeah. Blake Lively and uh, Gossip Girl. You yeah. Know, sometimes she <laughs> can barely get those. Like she said Novocaine in her lips. She can barely get the words out.
1: Yeah. A cool know? thing That's to do I... is to really dissect the way cool people talk. It's, re- it's a really yeah. cool thing to do what you're doing. Another
3: cool thing to do is to reference Blake Lively.
1: <laughs> Gossip Girl. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just feel like you know Serena barely <laughs> opens her mouth sometimes as she's mm. talking.
1: You know, the mm. character's name. Cool. Okay.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Serena Vanderwoodson.
1: Wow. You're you're very cool. That's cool. Hey, I, uh, so
3: it's about time we wrap the segment up. I mean, that's just just the time we're out of time. So are you cool? Like we gotta wrap this up, or are you cool to go over time?
4: No.
0: Doesn't matter to me. Just a guy because, who's to uh, you know, just in the moment. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me.
3: <laughs> so we can just let this linger on and have a long conversation, free
0: flowing. Um yeah, I think it's probably good to keep it. Keep things tight. We can (laughs) fit more ads in that way.
1: Would you be cool with like, you know, like a two-hour podcast?
0: I don't know if we can monetize it. (laughs) Get paid. I don't know if we're able to monetize it and do it efficiently then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but whatever. I'm not into that stuff. (laughs) Fucking money doesn't matter to me or – Time okay. or whatever, it's all just yeah. bullshit. Yes, yeah, so I just want to fucking ride my hog and <laughs> okay. fucking hit it and quit it. And <laughs> your hog and play? Uh, well, yeah, it's a uh-huh. yeah. It's okay. not a hog, actually. It's a Harley. I have a Suzuki.
3: They made uh, Paul McCartney's bass, didn't they?
0: I played a fucking Hoffner. <laughs> bass. Ordered it out All of right. a catalog. Never even saw it before it showed up. It's balsa wood. Very light construction. Still plays the original one. Yeah. The set oh, list Sona, from a 1966 concert is actually taped to the top nerd. of it. Oh, God. Oh, I'm God. a fucking nerd. Fucking, I'm going to go yeah, fucking do some fucking stuff or something. I don't know. Whatever. This is me. Let's, Real low energy. Yeah. Cool, Connor. What? Yeah. Cool. Let's get out of here, Sona. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. Just going to fucking hang out here. I don't care. I'm going to light up this cigarette. Oh, it's fucking it's a candy cigarette. Shit. Now it's on fire. Fuck. It's probably a carcinogen. Sugar alone is a couple hundred calories. That's going to show up on camera. Fuck it. Peace out, two pack.
3: Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. has been a Team Cocoa production in association with Earwolf.
1: Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.
2: Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest.